Hey everyone, this is Anthony Grant, and I want to introduce you all to this podcast. It's called Superstar PR, and it's all about entertainment insider chats with Nikki, the founder of the PR agency, Nikki Inc. This podcast chats with some serious entertainers and media insiders, always choosing people who are making a difference in the entertainment world and who have cool stories to share. Happy listening. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Superstar PR. You're chatting with some really cool chicks tonight. Well, no, wait, one of them, like totally invited by me and amazing. Uh, This is Superstar PR. I am Nikki Papayuenu, the owner of a boutique PR agency in Toronto with clients who are global, really cool girls all over the world. And today's guest is someone I think is so lovely. And she's the deputy editor of Refinery29 Canada, Her name is Carly Whitwell, and I want to say welcome. Welcome, Carly. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my God, we're so excited. You're you're a cool cat. Now, I (laughs) wish this was like an Instagram live, but we'll do that next time. (laughs) Okay. I'll look cuter than I do (laughs) right now. (laughs) We'll all have spotlights. My team reminds me, lots of spotlights. So so let me ask you, um, I'm a fan of Refinery29, and I think it's so great that you're kind of leading the Canadian division, but... What has being the deputy editor of Refinery29 in 2020 taught you about people? I think it's shown me resilience. I think we came into 2020 with a lot of excitement and hope, especially on the Canadian team. We wanted to do a lot. You know, we're only two years old, so we were hoping to connect with our readers here in Canada even more um, about a wide range of topics. And then Corona came and then, you know, the racial justice movement picked up and, you know, some unfortunate George Floyd's death and Breonna Taylor and Regis. And uh, I think what we've seen from people is in the midst of this, like a collective good and a collective awakening and desire to, to, to have change and to, to make the world better. So in the middle of this crap time, I'm holding on to that. Oh, I like that. Um, you know, there's a little video that's gone viral of two little kids or toddlers. Mm-hmm. And they're one of them's white and one of them's black and they run and they hug. Yeah. And it shocks me that that went viral. Cause that's my son every day with his buddy, but right. If we need that as a world, let's just keep yeah. shooting images like that. Yeah. I mean, they say you learn racism, right? You're not born with it. So. We have a lot of unlearning to do, I think. Yes, and we all have to just be careful about what we tolerate mm-hmm. that's being said around us. Absolutely. Oh, Carly, how do you handle being so exposed to the public? Um, because I'm going to guess that you're an introvert. Um, I'm an, I would say I'm an introverted extrovert. Like, I love chatting and hanging out, but I need my time by myself to read and to collect my thoughts and to, to see what's happening to people around me and observe so how do I I'm not that exposed I think you're flattering me a little bit um I think I don't know I think I'm being pretty protective about about what showing what I can and what I want to and and also just keeping some things to myself but also I think just sometimes I get so busy I forget to put myself out there and I think it's good too as well uh, to use my platform for uplifting other voices and and the cool work that we're doing at Refinery. So um, I don't know. I don't know how I balance it. COVID has helped. I'm in my condo a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I joke like COVID's going to bring the worst and the best out of us. <laughs> yep. Um, I've actually, I can tell everybody how I met you. And I was, I was pretty like, wow, she's so cool. <laughs> you 
were at um, your previous position with El Canada, you were doing a book launch mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm a book person. I love books and I thought it would be a great place to take my mom because before you have kids, you spend lots of time with your parents because you miss them after. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I remember thinking, wow, Carly's so nice and calm with so many people talking to her. Wow. Thank you. I remember you were extremely pregnant. <laughs> I really wanted to go out. <laughs> <laughs> and that was back in the days when we could be in in places together. Um, no, I like those events because I always think that, you know, I'm always there to sort of represent the brand, but also it's so nice to talk to people. Like I'm, I'm really curious about other people's lives, which is like, can be a good thing. But also if I'm out with people and peppering them with questions, I'll get a kick from my husband under, under the table to be like, mm, <laughs> like back off lady. But, um, I think people are so interesting. So when I got to meet you and and it was so nice of you to come up. Uh, it was really special. So, and then we've stayed in touch ever since. And what was that like last year? Last, last year. Of time, Carly. Yeah, it was last year. <laughs> oh, you know, um, it's funny because um, my team says that I, the people I think that are the coolest people on the planet are journalists. Oh. So, and, and one of my colleagues, Jamie said, Nikki, other people love Olympians or people in Hollywood. And you're just like journalists all the way. <laughs> what is it that you like about us? Well, because I, I like people who, who want to expose good stories mm -hmm. and people who care about the human experience. Yeah. And I don't think I'm the best writer, but I think I can spot a story, you know, like mm -hmm. and can tell a story. It's great. Well, I also think anyone can learn to be a writer. So um, I think it's just a practice, practice, practice and reading a lot. Yeah. So. Thank you for saying that. I'm so you said that. Um, okay, so let me ask you. Um, I always ask people to share a life lesson with us. And sometimes I joke, it's like lessons from my granny, um, lessons from my dad. It doesn't have to be a traditional lesson, but something you think helps you day to day. Oh, I have a good lesson. Um, I don't like complaining. I find that when I'm complaining, like before, when we started this call, and said, hello, I was complaining that I can't find a cottage to rent this summer, which is a very privileged complaint, I must say. But um, I find that when I complain, it makes me dwell on the negative and it just keeps this circle of bad thoughts in my head. So I, a life lesson I've learned just over, you know, growing older is to not, that helps me not focus on the bad. So by sort of not voicing something I'm, I'm upset about or frustrated with sometimes that can get me out of it a bit more. Um, you know what? Um, somebody once said to me where energy goes, sorry, where attention goes, energy flows. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So it's like words carry weight. Absolutely. And I have friends who need to talk through it and just by talking about it, that works for them. Um, but for me, that puts me in a worse headspace. So sometimes I just try to um, I had this friend say when I was in high school, she said, I put it in a bubble and I let it float away and you just kind of release it and get it away. And, um, and sometimes that helps. And then sometimes you do have to, you know, kind of emotionally process it. But for the day to day, I found that that's kept me kind of sane. That's really good. Um, I've been teaching, so I've been trying to teach my little one that sometimes we pick up someone's backpack, mm. but we forget to put it down. So, um, you know, little kids cry together. <laughs> so it's an analogy I've had to like simplify, but it's kind of like the whole idea that is if someone wants to share something with you that might be heavier for you, you want to be a listener, right? But then you can take that backpack on temporarily and then remember to take it off and relax your shoulders after because it gets heavy. 
Oh, I love that. That's excellent. Thank you. That's just a little bit of mom, not mommy nugget. I'm going to say, tell that to my nephews. Oh, they'll be like a backpack. Where yeah, do I get one? <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So now let me ask if you could have a dream lunch with anybody in the world. And it's funny because I've got some interesting listeners of this podcast and I always joke that someone's going to call me and ask for this. But if you could have lunch with anybody in the world, who would it be? And maybe you're interviewing them. Not going to lie. It's, you know, like a two in one. Oh dear. Oh my goodness. I think an author for sure. What author would I want to interview? Maybe, maybe like Margaret Atwood or Toni Morrison or Jhumpa Lahiri. I'm just trying to think any sort of woman who can just talk to me about their process and how they write and why they write and, and what they're all about and what they're reading. That would be so exciting for me. Yeah. You know what? This is a good list. Um, cause I keep hearing Reese Witherspoon is doing crazy cool things too. Okay. Okay. I, do you ever have lunch with her? Can I just be there? Yeah. I mean, have I ever, I've met her on a red carpet, Reese Witherspoon. She's so cute and tiny and like, like petite, like short and just how you would think she is. Um, but it was a red carpet. I literally just said like, Hey, and asked her a question. Yeah. Okay. But I don't really, with celebrities, I used to have to interview a lot of them. So I, in order not to get nervous about it, I kind of downplayed that they were celebrities. So now I don't really have a celebrity crush per se, or someone I'm that, that interested in other than Bruce Greenwood. Do you know Bruce Greenwood? No. He's like an um, old male actor. He's like 60. I don't know. He's super hunky or he used to be back in the day. I would love to have lunch with him. I love him. You love him. Kind of like, I love big from Sex in the City. Yeah, see, no. everyone has that. Like, yeah. I don't know what that says about <laughs> any sort of like father issues, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, we'll go there. It's okay. Yeah. Oh, darling. Okay, so now what, in terms of writing, everybody has that moment that inspired them. What got you into writing? And your career is like in a really good place. So what's the story here? I'm knocking on wood. Um, I think I was a bit lost. I went to school to university and I was studying English and French and my dad kept saying, be a teacher. Uh, you'll love it. It's summer's off, great pension. And I totally respect and love teachers, but I knew it wasn't for me and I couldn't figure out what my next steps were. And I was trying to literally, I was actually talking to my therapist at the time and we were trying to make like career paths. And she was, we, she and I were like, what about writing? And a friend of mine convinced me to submit a story to my university newspaper. And the first story was the five fashion crimes on campus. Um, so I wrote it and I submitted it and it got published. I mean, it was probably terrible, but it got published and I got some confidence. And then I applied for a job there during my fourth year. And I just sort of found my niche, not only uh, something that I liked and challenged me and that I could learn to be better at, but something that felt kind of cool and different. Um, and so that's how I got on that path. But I, I would like to say that I did not, I was not one of those people who was like growing up, I want to be a journalist. I, I, I think I wanted to be a vet or a doctor or a, a marine biologist. I don't know. I could totally see either any one of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. Life is interesting because you could end up writing about a vet or a marine biologist if we found one that was really cool. Totally. So you'd still make such a difference there. 
Well, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah, and I like that because being a journalist allows you to sort of live a part of someone's life with them and and see into that. So I feel like you you're just sort of like a generalist. You learn. I know the most random facts about so many things. Yes, and I I joke like if you're a journalist, you you've probably heard about all of it, right? But then it still remains interesting. Like you don't have a boring interview. No, no, very rarely. Unless someone is like deeply sticking to a script, then it's really boring. And then you just, and those, you know, you can't, you can only get what you can out of it. So those are tough. Absolutely. Um, I've actually seen some of the clients I work with, you know, if they do a telephone interview, it's different. If they do a face-to-face interview, it's like vulnerable. It's different. Absolutely. Yeah. You get such a deeper connection um, with that face-to-face because you can read cues and um, phone interviews are hard because sometimes there's a delay and you're talking over each other and also publicists are sometimes on the line. So it's very, really? they are? I don't know. <laughs> yes, you're supposed to be <laughs> for celebs, I guess, but it's just like a hodgepodge. Sometimes I've had like four people on the call with me and the celebrity. So it's too much. In person is fun. Wow. Okay. See, like I, you just taught me something. I didn't know that that was a way. I'm kind of like peace and love. Call me when it's over, but this is good to know. <laughs> That's because you're chill. People need more publicists like that. Okay. So now let me ask you, um, in terms of consumption, you know, during the pandemic, lots of people have been like, you must read, watch, listen, mm-hmm. because everyone's found something. Is there something you're consuming right now that's kind of unusual for you? Um, no, I, I don't think so. I'm trying to think. Um, for me, I've been watching a lot of TV, which I always did. So it's not unusual. Um, oh, great. Something that you want to rave about? Like I'm raving about Queen of the South on Netflix. Yes. I'm trying to Google it right now. Um, it's This May Destroy You. It's Michaela Cole's HBO show. Um, she directed, she pitched it, directed She did Chewing Gum. It's so good. It's devastating and funny and mm-hmm. uh yeah, it's wonderful. And so I'm really into that. And then chewing gum. Pardon me? Yeah, she did chewing gum. That was her series on yeah. Netflix. And now she has a show on I think it's HBO. I'm pretty sure. Double check that, Nikki. Okay, I will. And then I'm oh, I know. I have a renewed interest in the library because um you I didn't you know, I was trying to once I started not spending money during COVID, I was like, I'm not buying books. There's a library and you can download the app. I rediscovered it. You can download an app. So I've just been reading on my tablet so many good books. Um, wait, wait, you can what? You can download the, an app, the Toronto Public Library app onto your tablet and, and take up books that way. Huh. And then just like read them on a Kindle. Yeah, and read them on the Kindle or your iPad and return it. And I, so I got really into my dog. He's been misbehaving. So I got into a puppy training, like psychology, that was that was at the start of the pandemic, and then I've been reading a bunch of novels. Um, what am I reading now? Oh Lord, I'm reading the Anna Weiner Uncanny Valley. It's the story about women in tech. She was in publishing, and then she switched. The thing is, you have to wait till it comes off a hold. So it just finally came, and my hold came through. So I've been reading a lot. Um, yeah, that's those are my go-to reading and TV. Not so much movies. Reading and TV. Okay, well. If you ever to be stressed out, then you watch Queen of the South and don't judge me. I'm not sure why I like it so much, but. Okay. What's it about? It's, it's, well, it's crazy that it's like a true story. So it's about the Mexican drug cartel that it's, it's being led by two powerful women. And 
I have a friend who's Mexican who says, yeah, that's why my family fled Mexico. Whoa. So if you watch it, it's all real and it's shocking. Okay. And you might never want to go to the Caribbean the same way. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Yes. I have a lot of respect for Mexican women. Yeah. I get a lot more now. Yeah. Carly, now, okay, this is my last question. If I could wave my magic wand and bring back somebody, you know, dead or alive and say, you guys are going to have a coffee, who would it be? And that's your final question. I've heard some really interesting things come out of people's mouths. With somebody, you say, I missed a chance, but I would have a conversation with you. Oh, no. <laughs> that's hard. hard <laughs> oh, no. I need help. I need help. Oh, I don't know the answer to that. Um, okay, this could be really sad. Um, there's this man, and uh, his name's Nick Cordero. Do you know who he is? He just passed away from COVID. He's from Hamilton, which is where I'm from. And my husband went to high school with him and, you know, they had sort of grown apart. But when we went to New York a couple of times, we had caught, we actually went to see him on Broadway and he took us backstage. Um, and uh, he also, we had met him for a drink once. I've only met him twice, but he was just like a giant of a man. And he just, just passed away on Monday, which was yesterday or Sunday. And so I would bring him back for a coffee because he, uh, and make him stay forever because he was a giant and, and Tim and his friends are pretty sad about that so uh and he was only 41 new dad yeah you know um that i don't know who this guy was but what a larger life what a very big gap you know the world yeah. pauses for some people when they pass yeah and i have only known of him what i saw and what people were saying and i was kind of following his wife and saying whatever prayers i could because mm -hmm. I could feel that woman loving him and being so sad. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was pretty tragic when I heard on the news that he passed. Yeah. But, you know, to Nick's life and Nick, if you're in heaven, if there's a heaven, then this would be a really good chat. Yeah. Yeah, it would be for sure. Is there any kind of support page for his family? You know what, Tim and I were thinking about that, and I haven't seen anything yet. I haven't seen it. But if once this is live, maybe we could add something to that. Um, but I'm sure there will be. He, they, I think they want to rename a theater after him. I don't know if Tim and his friends have been in contact. Um, like I said, they were high school buddies, and now they're in their 40s. So we hadn't seen them very much. But uh, um, yeah, it's, good. it's a good question. You know what? Um, this is going to be tweaked and edited and loved by the sound designer. So if you have a link for me, we will share it. We will include it. Thank you. Well, thank you, Carly, for having a chat with me on Superstar PR. I'm, this was so fun. We should do it every week. Can we? I would love to chat with you, man. Your, your audience would be so bored. Oh, her again. No, man. Well, listen, there have been some interviews where, um, <laughs> I'll make you laugh here, but it was an actor and the actor was very quiet in this interview and I and I couldn't this could never go live I said are you okay and he said I prefer nonverbal interviews <laughs> oh my god oh you poor thing but listen we're gonna I would love to interview you again and if there's ever a piece you're working on or some announcement you want to make then you just let me know okay you'll be my first girl I call <laughs> love it I love it thank you Carly and listen if I can find you a cottage I'm on it okay you're the best Thank you, Nikki. Thanks for tuning in to Superstar PR. New episodes are available every other Friday. And you know, we would love your feedback. So please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And be sure to subscribe to Superstar PR on your favorite streaming service and visit www.nikkiinc.ca to sign up for podcast alerts and notifications. 
Thank you so much for listening. 